Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah. Taught one way, 
Now, uh, imagine you take your cub, your bear cub, to the polar bear and tell the polar bear to raise him. Do you know they're not going to do that anyway, but if they, if, but if it did happen, which is not, you know them cubs that raised by the polar bear is not going to be um, fine or all similar. That thing came around to a people called the children of Israel. Once they rejected the word of the Almighty, now they don't know what to do now. There are people now that want to watch the news. They don't have a clue what time it is. They are uh, reaction people now. They don't act. They don't never take the lead because they've been beat out of taking the lead. Do you know what one time ago, children of Israel, you were in the lead? But what happened, told Moses in the 19th chapter, Moses, you go tell the children of Israel, now listen, this is a position if a king and priest, if they accept it. But what do they do? They agree to accept it, but they didn't perform the work. So as long as you don't perform the work, because you'll be judged according to your work. And that's why we got a lot of bad teaching. That's why it's so important to step up to the plate. They got a verse over there in James, what is it? Romans 4, 17. Call things although they not as they are. Why? Because we, because a people called the children of Israel need a savior. See, the other nations don't need a savior. They, they don't need a savior. The ones that have lost their identity, they don't want to need a savior. And when Almighty can, he come and save the people that were lost. There's no people lost for the 12 tribes of Israel. Everybody else knows who they are, what they're responsible to do. And especially keep a foot on you because they've been told that you shipless and, you know, out of control. But that's why we got to come humble to show you that we've been taught wrong. And we're going to try our best to show you exactly who who put the wrong on you and how to correct it. That's what we're going to do. We're going to show you how you've been taught wrong according to this Bible. You got to know about things. That's why it's so important to support this ministry so we can um, get a big temple site. But we can have teachers that understand that you got to teach this thing on the seven days around the clock. And, and you got to know when the seven day is. Because, you know, a big dignitary, a female, she didn't know. She was in a conversation about the seven days. And she didn't know about the seven days. Let's see so much conversation she had about the seven days. She had a conversation about the seven days. Let's see what was she saying. For your first job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yes. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. 
Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. I stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. For your first job, uh, working as an intern with yes. Will Smith. And what you go through brings what's already in you out. Okay. So what path or religion are you mm-hmm. in your pursuit of perfection with God? <laughs> what, 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 what are um, you? I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. Okay. And what um, does that mean? Seventh-day Adventist is a Christian denomination, mm-hmm. and one of the things that we believe is observing the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from a young child, you know, being brought up, I was always brought up with Sabbath observance. So Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown, as mentioned in the Ten Commandments, remember the seventh day to keep it holy. Uh, and then also Jesus uh, observes Sabbath as well. Yeah. So it's one day where I don't check my emails, I don't respond to work calls, I don't read From Friday night. Friday night sundown. Sundown. To Saturday Friday. night sundown. Yeah. No work. You don't check your emails. No. That's, that's, like, a, a that's, a, that's like against the commandment of Hollywood, that thou shalt carry thy Blackberry at all times. But you know what? Here's the good yes. thing. When you set boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Up front. Up front. Here's what my commitment is. So we all agree. I love this, Before we even take the job or go yeah. down the road. Yeah. Here's the commitment. Yeah. Are we all agreeing this is okay? Mm-hmm. So then all I have to do is just make sure I keep the commitment. Yeah. Because the moment I break it yes. is the moment they realize, oh, well, he wasn't that serious. Mm-hmm. But for me, Sabbath is a time to recharge. It's a time to rest. It's a time to spend time with my family. Uh, it's a time to spiritually reconnect. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. What is interesting is that you allow your faith, yeah. your belief in God, to be at the forefront of who you are yeah. in a place where most of us, and you even say in the book, I remember when I said to my father, uh, I was like 13, 14, that I, I'm going to be an actress no daughter of mine is going to be going out to Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, boy. Sodom and Gomorrah. You know the line. Sodom yes. and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, right. So you're living in what a lot of certainly traditional Christian people see yes. Hollywood as the land of everything but following the path of, of your faith. How, how, how do you make it out there? <laughs> well, you make it by being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And like literally for your, for your first job. I mean, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. Okay. For your first job. Uh, working as an intern with yes. Will Smith, yes. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. I stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. And what happened was, it was. Weren't you scared to say that? Yeah, I was scared. It didn't. It wasn't intentional. Like you, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. But I'm there in the interview. Yes. And God starts to literally. It feels like He's speaking to me, you know, because she. Everything goes great. I feel like, okay, yeah, I got this in the bag. You know, how you just go in and you, you yeah, land. Hey, it's all good. But at the end of the interview, it was like God was saying, "Tell her about the Sabbath." And I'm like, 
No, I'll tell her after I get the internship. Yeah. After I get the <laughs> after job, I get what I want. I'll tell them. Right. Yeah. But he said, no, be obedient. And so I said, man, all right, well, here's the thing. I can't take this internship if I have to work Friday night sundown or Saturday night sundown because I observe the Sabbath. And she was quiet. And then after a moment, she said, don't worry, work around that. And I said, hallelujah. And what it did was wow. it gave me confidence that if I embrace who I am, wow. it will open doors, not shut them. Also, that's really big. Hold that a moment. Pause. Tweet, tweet. Okay, good. Go ahead. <laughs> but also, thinking about doors, right? Yeah. If your faith won't fit in the door that opens, yeah. then I argue do not walk through that door. The door that God Whoa, has opened boy, for you will fit your faith. That's a, such a tweet, tweet. I have to take a break. <laughs> I, have to, I have to take a break and tweet that myself. All right. Okay, we'll be right back. Well, when you hear big dignitaries, then you hear those um, that's Christian Israelites and by religion, and they make statements in the Bible. The first thing you have to do, you have to first get the proper day right first. I mean, you got to get something right. I mean, when you go to a job, don't you have to get something right to, to get that job? Don't you have to do something right? The first thing you have to do, you have to get the right day and understand that the right day to worship the one up, up, and away is Friday night, Saturday night. Okay? That's the key. Then once you understand that part of your Bible, you got to keep the Sabbath day. You know the almighty song came from Galilee to Judah, from Judah to Galilee. That's 70 miles. He walked to make sure we kept the Sabbath day. Now, we got charitation, and we pay the Sabbath day, no, never mind, Friday night, Saturday night. Then you know what we do? And we'll still pay that, no, never mind, and we'll do Sunday, S-U-N day. That was given to you by Constantine in 321 A.D. So we watch the best of buck the gum, but the first thing you got to get right is the Sabbath day. And once you find out that you worship him on the wrong day, you know, don't let them tell you, well, I worship any day. Well, he didn't tell you any day to worship him. He told you one specific day. Now, if you want to worship him more than you uh, he tell you, fine. But don't just make a, a teaching out of doing wrong. And then when you find out you, you've, been, you've done wrong, what do you do? Huh? What do you do when you find out you're done, that you totally wrong? What are you supposed to do? Repent. Once you find out you supposed to repent. So um, I see on the international side it's packed jam, but on the left side, those that come in to read and help out, they have not came in the room yet, so what I got to do is probably put on a a prior tape for a minute or two. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just play this right here, showing you that the world is moving forward. They're being sneaky. But they're being sneaky, but it was prophesied they were to be sneaky. But you know what you do? You pick it, boycott, and march on them being sneaky by not knowing who you are, and your responsibility.
So we got a lot of our teachers do. That's why, you know, we say, just the ministry going to unlock the mystery. But first you got to identify who you are. And you got to remember, because you jump down and read John 3.16, so Lord of the world, he gave his only to be done some. And you read, but if you don't know the breakdown of 3.16, you'll be all over the place. And then you, again, and you will say, um, God, I've done everything for us to be saved. Well, that comes with, come with, with conditions. It comes with a condition of being saved. You got to be saved from what? You got to precept that Bible and I'm saying what you mean. What, what do you want to be saved from? You, you got to know what you need to be saved from. <laughs> How do you become saved? Get saved. You know what I tell you in um, Matthew 24? That this teaching got to go to the end to the end of the world. 24, 12 through 14, then it ain't going to be. How you be saved, you got to endure it to the end. That's when you say. Tell you about it in the in the book of Second Ezra, the book that was taken out in eighteen hundred by the Protestant Church. They're gonna be saved by your works. You say you ain't gotta do nothing, you told the seer to write. In seven in the ninth chapter, verse twenty one through twenty three, he said, Hey seer, write down that you will be saved according to your works. So that means if you ain't got no work, then you got something to teach that all you got to do is believe on Jesus and you be saved. No. The seer was told by the angel to tell the seer. They said, put it in life. You will be saved by your works. Now, you say that you ain't got to do no work. And then Matthew chapter 10 Matthew chapter, be tuned from here. And Matthew 12, 31, 32, 36, 37. It says, if you blaspheme against the angel, you ain't got nothing coming in this world or the world to come. So if the angel say, told the seer, you be saved according to your works, then you say, no, you ain't got to do nothing to believe on Jesus. Then you, you, you got you you got to repent. You got to repent because the angel said that. He said in Matthew 12, 31, 30, I think I read that. Because this 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 might be for somebody that thinks that you ain't got to do nothing but believe on Jesus. All you gotta do is believe on Jesus and you'll be saved. But in the book of Matthews, I beg the difference when you read the Bible. Look what it says in Matthew chapter 20. Because see, if you believe on Jesus, you'd be saved. And 31, let's see what it says. Wherefore, verse 31, wherefore I tell unto you, tell unto the 12, all matter of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blaspheme against the angel, 
shall not be forgiven unto to me. And whosoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven. But, you know, but there now, whosoever speak against the angel, he shall not be forgiven, him or her, neither in this world or the world to come. You see that? So you see, it's, it's very important to when you sit around these pastors that Christian pastors, Islamic Judaism, make sure they they showing you in the Bible with precepts because your salvation is on Because he was told exactly how you be saved by the angel to the seer. Do you know what it says in Amos 3 verse 7? He said, I would do nothing but reveal my secrets to my servants to seer. So he told him to write in the Bible, to be saved is according to your work. So if you ain't got no work, you can't get saved. I believe on Jesus, and that's all you got to do. No, no, no. See, this is where you've been, you know, not taught right. But now it's time for the dark sands is to be opened up to you. Dark sands of old, you have to understand that. Look what it says in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We're just doing it for here because right now we're waiting on the left side coming in the room. So we just uh, throw out two verses. Because like I said again, we're here to help. See, you know, I will mention this one thing. The very thing you see is according to 2 Corinthians 4, 18, temporary. But what you both go for is what eternal. Don't worry about it. I don't care. It might be a bill that's so big, still temporarily. But what you want to go for is what's eternal. And that's to understand his word and be prepared at town point. Now, um, perhaps y'all are going to hear this Yeah, okay. Hebrews 11. Look what it says in verse 6. It says, Hebrews 11, 6. But without faith, it is impossible to, to please him. For he that come, cometh to Yahweh must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder, rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you got to, now here go the key word. Now, what do you precept in that? He said, he says that you diligently seek him. Now, what's that supposed to mean? See? See, you got to precept that. Diligently seek him. Now you got to go precept the Bible. Well, I'm not a precept. I know. You know why you're not a precept? Because you wasn't trained how to precept because the wrong people have shown you. All you got to do is believe on our Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. No. You got to seek him diligently. And I and what he said about seeking him. We only read Amos. Um, we didn't read it, but it's in there in 3 verse 7. He would do nothing but show 
his secrets unto his servants, the seers. Let's, let's go back to Amos and see what he's talking about. You got to diligently seek him. What you got to do? Let's see what, what how Amos got that. Go on the book of Amos. And we're going to look at Amos chapter 5, verse 1, 4, 6, and 14. Amos chapter 5, verse 1, 4, chapter 5. Verse 1. What is this? Hear you this word which I speak against you. Even a lamentation. Watch this. Old family of Israel. See that? He got no message in his Bible for no Christians. He's talking about the family of Israel. Hear this word, old family of Israel. Family. And how we know it's family? Because of Latter-day Saints. Well, that says house. Well, you know, a house is a building. Well, he's going to hear his word, old family of Israel. So now when you precept that, you know, like the big dignitary jumping in and say, let's say house. I know, but it's talking about a family. Then you precept your Bible to Jeremiah 33. That's all you know. Jeremiah 33, you precept your Bible. You got that right through it. Jeremiah 33, 23. Let's see what it says. We can read in Jeremiah 33. Precept and Bible. 33, 20. Let's see what it says. More the word came unto Jericho. More the word of Yahweh, the old letter man, came to Jeremiah saying, Consider thou not what this people have spoken, saying, The two families which I have chosen. You see what he said? Jeremiah said he chose two families. That's because. Now, what that now how do you precept that? How do you precept what two families did he chose? See you, you put them you put a marker there and you go precept that. Let me show you how you do that. You precept that. He said um the two families that he have chosen. Now what you doing behind that? You put a marker there and back up. Now the spirit of Yahweh, here's 30 chapter, verse 4. We're not looking at no notes. We're just looking at show you how you do this thing. 30, verse 4. If you find any minister that able to preach up the Bible and go through the Bible without having notes, yes, some people take heed to. We can use notes. But the Spirit will give you four or five verses along the way to add to your notes. Not mean that you don't take notes, take a lot of notes. But that's the same token. Be prepared for the Spirit when you when you write. It'll step in and say, no, put this with that and put this with that. You a small still voice in your head. Say, put this with that verse. Go to that verse take care of that. But if you hear it, then that that let you know you got some work to do. 30, I'm looking for 30 verse 4. Let's do the same Jeremiah 30, verse 4. What does it say? 30, verse 4. And these are the words that Yahweh spake concerning, what's this? Judah, I mean Israel, and concerning Judah. See that? So 
It's by name. Who, who are they? Israel and Judah. That's two families. So now you see, the two families is Israel, ten northern tribes. Judah, southern kingdom. The split was in 1 Kings chapter 11 and chapter 12. And they became divided. So what's the prophecy on that? Huh? What's the prophecy on that? Ezekiel 37. Prophecy on that. Now when they come on the left side, we're going get, to get a hold of something. Right now, we're going to show you how you just, you know, you, know, you just can preach up the Bible. It'll give it to you in the very same hour. What was I going to preach up? What I was going to slip my mind now. Jeremiah 30, verse 4. Yeah, Ezekiel 37. I'm going to Ezekiel 37 now. I'm going to show you something. Because see, sooner or later, you're going to recognize this is not another, just another ministry. This ministry is chosen to enlighten 12 tribes of Israel, Judah, Ephraim is the head of northern kingdom, Judah is the head of southern kingdom. But Ephraim, the head of northern kingdom, got to go see Judah to get the marching order, and that's written over there in the book of Jeremiah 31, verse 5 and 6. They're going to wake up. Sooner later, northern kingdom will wake up. In fact, we got to go find Judah. It's already prophesied that it's going to have to happen. You're going to wake up, northern kingdom, and you go looking for Judah. Where is it written at? Jeremiah 31, verse 5 and 6. That's what it is there. You wake up and ask for him. You go, and Judah got to be ready to get him out. This is what, this is what messed you up. This is how you come up out of being messed up. Because you got the answer. Judah got the answer. Because that's when he left the word with Judah, and when he returned, he's going to come seeking Judah and said, Judah, I got it from that point. See that? That's the key. See? You don't go to no Christian church here about no Judah, do you? But the Bible talks about it all the time. What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? He tell you in Genesis 49, verse 1, 8 through 10. The Father says, Judah, 11 tribes are going to bow down to you. They're going to bow down to you, and you got to hold this word down until the sun comes and he say he got it. So Judah is the one he's going to be looking for when he busts them clouds. Judah's going to have this word. So now if you're, going, if you're talking about being saved, you must sit upon the Judah. Prophesize well in Genesis 49. Verse 1, 8 through 10. Judah got to hold down until Yahweh the Son comes. Then he says in Zechariah 12, verse 7, the calf of Judah will be saved first. And see that? He told us here, the calf of Judah will be saved first. And tell the other tribes, don't magnify yourself against them. You see that? That's why you gotta, you know, you gotta have the right spirit to understand something. You get taught wrong, now it's time to correct. So now here, in Ezekiel 37, verse 4, of the final statement was made. He asked Ezekiel to see a question. Look what he said to him, 37, 4. Again he said unto me, 
prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O dry bones, hear the word of Yahweh. See that? The dry bones got to hear the word. We got to hear the word now. But he asked Ezekiel a question. He asked him a question in verse 3. That's the question he asked. And Yahweh said unto Ezekiel, he said unto me, Son of man, Ezekiel, here, can these bones live? I am. Oh, Yahweh, I know it. He said, I don't know. He said, I don't know. In his day, he said, he don't know. But you know, if he didn't know his day, you know what's going on in these days. He said, I don't know. Can these bones live? Now, look, listen. So we got it here. Who is Yahweh talking to? Ezekiel the seer. About what? These bones. Who are these bones? Huh? Who are the bones is? You preach up your Bible. I'll tell you. Verse 11. And he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole family of Israel. Behold, this is what they say. They say, our bones is dry and our Hope is wrong. We are cut off by our part. Is that, that what they got in their mind? That's why they, that's why you in all these religions today. You think you've been called. But you don't know. That's what that's why we want to build you up. You haven't been cut off. You've been disconnected because of bad teaching. But now this ministry is to wake you up. You gotta know who you are, and you gotta know the responsibility gave you. The only way back, you must get up on the banner of Judah. And look at the Latter-day Saints. Now, what can we read that at? Well, what can we read that at? We can go to Psalms chapter 60 and get warmed up. Latter-day Saints. Look at that. And the 60 chapter tells you in verse number 8. No, seven. Who's saying seven? Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is my strength of my head. Judah is my law. Judah is the one that tells the story about my book. Judah is the one that tells, he's the lawgiver. See that? Verse 8. 60 verse 8. I know you preachers never tell you that. You never, this verse will never be read. Judah is my lawgiver. Then you preach up that to make sure, because once you preach up the Bible and get a stack of women, you say, okay, you're going to go with it. I'm going to go with my traditions of my preachers. What you want to do? You want to precept that and see. We're going to 78. Verse number 68. But chose the tribe of Judah. The Mount Judah, which he loved. So now you see who he loved, right? So when you go to John 3.16, so God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. So what world are you talking about? 
Let's see the word. See, you got to understand it. What word, what word are you talking about? You got a lot of world. You got the animal world. You got the fish world. You got what world do he love? See, I mean, that's the thing about it. You know what you do? You preach up your Bible. To what world? What world? Do we love? God so loved the world that gave us only the God and Son. Whoever to believe it, we have eternal life, right? Got the trap. He loved the world. What world? What you do? You preach up your Bible. Hit the bow. Find what world he loved. Preach up your Bible. You got to jump down and read that verse. They have trapped you up and thanked. He gave us all the begotten song for the world, and you think it to mean one thing, but come out and come and tell you, you now you got a precept that. This is post 17. The book called Isaiah. You got a precept that. Huh, what's that mean? I don't know. Where am I? Where I pose a precept that you, you love the world. Where am I? Well, I got I got to tell you that one. I'll tell you that, please, sir. I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling. Where's that precept or that? He loved the world. What word he word in Jeremiah? I need a book of Isaiah. What world? 45. 45. 45. 15. 45. Forty-five. No, I know forty-five. Forty-five. Seventeen. Is it? Seventeen. Okay. Forty-five. Seventeen. But Israel shall be saved. Watch this now. But Israel shall be saved in Y W with a he should not be ashamed, nor compound. I just now, Israel, world without end. So who world is without end? So what world he loves? World of Israel. You see that? So you see, when you preach up the Bible, even talking about all the races. Remember, only one that offend you is the one that has been, you know, been put in his predicament. Hey, what, what, what those nations need to pray before? What, what do each song and five songs? What do they need to pray for? They need to be, what for what? They got everything they want. They even got underground bumpers. So what do they need to be saved from? Huh? You don't want to need to be saved. 12 tribes of Israel, saved from who? Well, you got to ask another field. What, what you got to be saved from? You want to know what you got to be saved from? Let's preach up the Bible. Luke 167. Luke 167. Let's see what you got to be saved from. Luke 167. 167. Let's see what you say. And his father, Zechariah, was full of 
was the spirit and prophesied things. Look, look, he prophesied now. Okay, what he say? Six eight. Luke one six eight. But that's the Yahweh of Israel. Okay, that's good. But he have visited and redeemed. Watch this now. His people. So you see, he have redeemed his people. Who is people? His Israel, not the Christians. Christian is religion. You be a Christian today, a Muslim tomorrow. Are you jumping Judaism? But his people is Israel. Of it, it's mine. And have raised up a horn of salvation for us, who? Israel, and the family of his servant David. So he says, this song gonna come. He's going to get in the family of David. So this is what family he's going to come down to. David. So you see that? And what, what tribe is David from? Judah. You see that? Now, see, that's a big talk right here. So we got to precept this to show you the pictures that you be looking at on the wall is not correct. See, and once you find out, you remember, you remember when old Parson told one lie about the gloves and all that. He said, your testimony from that point has got no good. If you find out that they, that they have done something to you at one point, you got to be on suspect. You got to be up on a stone in the eye. We just found out in verse 69, and have raised up a horn and a salvation Israel in the family of his servant David. So now David is who? So now he now so this man that we call our Lord Jesus Christ came through the bloodline and jumped in the family of David. Now who was David? Where did David come from? Huh? Where did David come from? So now if you find out somebody's wrong now you gotta, you gotta take a look at this thing now. But you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of us go to these, you know, and see a lot of statues. Said this is David, and this is Mary, and this is Jesus. But um, somebody gonna say, well, well, if that's the case, then why was something altered or changed? Do you know what he says in Deuteronomy four? Do you know what he says in Deuteronomy four one and two? Do you know? Huh? You. Do you know what he's saying? Deuteronomy 4, 1 and 2. Do you know what he's saying? What do you say? Let's see what he's saying in Deuteronomy 4. What do you say? Let's find out. Deuteronomy 4, 1 and 2. See, basically, you know, we can teach a lesson. It's like this all that night long. We want to. We want to. All night long. Why? Because we have to recognize the gift that he gave to this ministry. It was in 4 1 2. When Deuteronomy 4 1 2. Now, therefore, listen, who? O Israel. See? Listen, O Israel. Never saying, listen to your Christians. Listen, O Israel. Until the statutes and the judgments which I teach you, Israel, for to do them. Israel, that you may 
live and go and possess the land which Yahweh, your Yahweh, your father gave you. Watch he say in verse 2 to Israel. You shall not add unto the words which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it, that you may keep the law, statutes, commandments of Yahweh, four letters, for Yahweh would I command you. So it's telling the children of Israel, don't add, don't add nothing, don't take nothing away from my word. Don't, don't do nothing, say it. The way it is, that's the way it is. See, Israel, I know that. The way it is, the way it is. No alteration. Yeah. Precept. Proverbs. Thirty. Precept. Because he adds to his word, Proverbs 30 going to kick in on you. Proverbs 30 going to kick in on you if you add to his word. What it say in Proverbs 30? Add to his word. Proverbs 30 going to kick in on you. Now, what do that say? Verse 5 and 6. Every word of Yahweh is true. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Verse 6. Add thou not unto his word, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found to lie. See that? You be found to lie by adding to his word. But, but if you've been taught, you ain't got to do nothing to believe on the Lord God, Jesus Christ. That's wrong. You've been taught wrong. He'll tell you what you got to believe. But he'll tell you nothing about believing. You know what he tell you about believing? In Romans 10, he tell you nothing about believing. And guess who he's talking to? I'm a sacred people. 10-1. Brother, my mind is out and prayer to Yahweh for who? Israel. And I was saying to one Israel. Israel. What's your prayer is? That they might be saved. Your Paul said his prayer is for Israel to be saved. Is that what we're reading 10-1? Yeah, we're reading. Oh, I felt them records. That they have a zeal for Yahweh, but not according to knowledge. They got a lot of zeal. You got a Puerto Rican, Mexican, Latino. They got a lot of zeal for Yahweh. Judah, Benjamin, Levite, Simeon, a lot of zeal, but not according to knowledge. That's what he said. Got a lot of zeal. They'll, they, they'll tell you what they right and what's wrong, but they can't never go to the Bible and precept of one verse. If you say something is wrong, uh, like God so loved the world and gave us only the God and Son, the world believe we have everlasting life. It's not tell you precept that. Then it's precept about it and show where you, where that coming from. Precept about it. That's how you do. If he loved the world, if he showed the world he loved, the world of Israel, show me uh, 4121, produce your call of Isaiah. If that was wrong, then what verse would you go to with your mouth? What verse would you go to to show God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son? And we'll believe it shall be saved. 
Where's the precept that you got to show that scripture can back up? Because when you found the world, you know what's the world of Israel. What do you got to back up what you're saying without having a conversation? Go in the Bible, you got that put on your case with the precept. See? Guess what? You don't have any. You know what you have? Tongue and cheek. You're just going to talk about it. You're not going to go to the Bible and edify anybody. You don't want them to believe John 3.16. See? You want them to believe it. And then he, he read over there in 11, verse 6, possibly believe. And he's a reward to them that see him. I ain't forgot about that verse. We'll come back to it in a minute. Let's see what he says here. Verse number. Romans 10, verse 3. Read those. For they, being ignorant of Yahweh's righteousness, yeah, and go about accepting their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of the full other man. What is the what is the four letter man's right? It's four letter the man right is over there in six twenty five Deuteronomy. Keep my law, statutes, and commandments. Huh? And when you find you an error, first of all, you gotta correct that part first. You gotta first correct that part first. The first thing you do is correct that part. Huh? For your first job, uh working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. So you see you corrected me. You corrected me. Now, what's that supposed to mean? Huh? What's that supposed to mean? You corrected me. The preacher up there found what that means. How about you corrected me? See, he said, well, I thank you. You corrected me. Come on to Matthew chapter 5 for a minute. Yeah, see, roll to Matthew chapter 5. What do they mean by it? you correct? See, why don't you? Be corrected. It's a regular job. Let me show you the right way. You just you don't keep doing the wrong way, do you? When you be corrected on something on your job and get your check, don't you uh you know to get that check again? You say I'm gonna correct you on what you're doing wrong because I want you to continue getting your paycheck. See, once you find you doing wrong, don't you make a correction? So Oprah says you correct me on keeping. The right day, because I've been a Baptist born all my life. I thought, I thought I was going to worship on the right day. But you corrected me. So, you know, see, and once you get correction on something, people say, I thank you for it. Because I don't, you know, if once I'm correcting on how to do the right thing on my job, 
I'm going to be able to help somebody else, right? Okay, good. Let's see what it says about that. We go on to Matthew 5. And look what it says in verse 17. Think not. That's what it says. 517. Think not that I come to destroy the law, that's the commandments, or the seal. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. If I ain't come to destroy nothing they got on the table, whatever they got on the table, I need, I'm the one told them that. I ain't come to destroy nothing. I come to fulfill. What, 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 what did he come to fulfill? See, now here go your key right there. What did he come to fulfill? Huh? Okay, so this right here, and remember one thing in Isaiah 41, 21, you got to produce your call. That means you got a scripture, you're supposed to talk. But you ain't got no scripture. So it's easy that you run the bump of God contest. Oh, yeah. Now, see, we don't speak the best of them. Bump the gong. They won't get you to bump the gong contest. No, no, no. But no, you don't do that. Let me show you what you do. Because, see, listen, all we want out of the whole deal is uh, 5, verse 20 of James. Say, if you convert a sinner from a wicked way, it's tied a multitude of no sin. So the only, the only bargainship you have. When it's your time to stand before him, you got to say, well, I help somebody be on the right track. Because if you go on your own marriage, you're going to lose. Then you precept that to Matthew 25, 21. He said, now, we have done my good and faithful service. You've been faithful for many, and, you know, the same thing he tells you. If you're able to help somebody, from their way, it hides a multitude of your sins. That's the only bargain chip you got in this Bible. So if you ain't help nobody, you ain't putting nobody on the right track, all you worry about is yourself, you lose. So help somebody. And when you speak, this is what we got to do. Well, I'm sure you, let me come back here in a minute. Put a mark there. I'll come back here in a minute. Let me show you when you speak. Here go your game change. This is what we this is what we teach at all six camps. When you got something to say. When you got something to say in the Bible, teach the bigger nation of Israel. I'll tell you what you're supposed to do. You do. Teach the bigger the nation of Israel. This is what you're supposed to do. Hear what he say you do. Now Peter. It's the chief speaker of the nation of Israel. Now, what do we supposed to do? Let's find out what they see what Peter was told. Remember the 16 chapters, verse 13 to 18. Father, son, say, look here. Flesh and blood didn't tell you this, Peter. My father, heaven, he worked with you. So Peter, he, he was a big shot. That's in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 to 18. Let's read what Peter said in 1 Peter 4. Let's see your chapter 4. Let's see what he said in verse 11 through 13. Let's see what he said. Verse 
First Peter. Chapter 4, verse 11. If any man or woman speak, let him speak as the authors of Yahweh. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability with Yahweh gives. That Yahweh in all things may be glorified through some. To whom be Praises and dominion forever and ever. Hallelujah. So when you speak, the first thing you do, you don't do is run them out. The author. Have a verse. Like for example, you got John 3.16, right? You said, John 3.16, God's the Lord of the world is gone if only begotten Son. Whoever says believe will have eternal life. Right? Good. Now, somebody might say to you, what is the context of that conversation? Who is who is uh talking and to who? Is he speaking to who is he speaking to when he said that in three sixteen? You gotta bag up and find out what he's talking about. So you just can they, they, they camouflage that one verse. You gotta bag up and see well, what 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 is this conversation about? What does it mean by God the Lord of the world that gave his own to God's son? What that book mean? See, you got to bag up and find out what's, what's the conversation going on. Let's see the conversation going on. John 3.16. Go bag up and see. What's going on in John 3.16? St. John 3.16. We're going to see can we, you know, investigate John 3.16. Yes, you can read. John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that Whoso believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay, believe in him, everlasting life. Okay, good. Let's back about who is he talking to? What what is this, what is going on? We're gonna back up. We're gonna come all the way back to the to the beginning and see what is this conversation about. You just don't throw that one verse there and just Take it around with a doctor and find what's going on. Go on to the top of 3 1. Let's find what's going on here. It's saying 3 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of Judas, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. Verse 2. The same came to Yahweh's son by night and said unto him, What we call it? Rabbi. We know that thou art a teacher come from Yahweh the Father. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except Yahweh the Father be with thee. So now he, he listened to him about the gum real good. See, one thing about it, you got to be a great listener before you uh, get at somebody. First, Yahweh answered and said unto him, Girl, I say, Unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of Yahweh. He said, You got to be born again. None of that. Now he said, Him. Now, Nicodemus is a teacher, right? He's a teacher of the most, he's, he's a teacher of Southern King. He's he a temple teacher. And then Yahweh told him, I thought he, he snuck behind 
treat, hey, you, you try to speak out of cover with it, you got to be born again. Let's see, let's see. Now, remember, this conversation right here is going on with Nicodemus and not water talk, right? Right. Okay. See what happened next. Verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? First part. And Yahweh said, Well, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of Yahweh. So Yahweh come out the water and the spirit. What do you mean now you got to be born again on the water and the spirit? What's that talking about? Is that talking about uh, baptism? Huh? He's talking to him about water and the spirit. You got to be born of the water and the spirit. What are you talking about? See, first day Christians say that that means baptism, baptized in the water. No, 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 that baptized in the water. No, you gotta be born of the water and the spirit. See, so now you gotta remember in Psalms one nineteen verse four one four ninety nine one hundred one hundred four. Do thy precept. We get understanding. Psalm 119, verse 104. Through thy precept, we get understanding. I hate every false way. That's what it reads. So if you don't precept this to find out what you're talking about, it is a false way. So, but since mother has came to the broadcast, now we'll stop it right there. Will you see? Well, we might continue. We might continue a little bit as uh, John three sixteen. We might. But see now, one of our mothers came in the room. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna bring our mother in, and we'll see if we can get something going on. So you see what we're trying to say? Never just jump down in a verse and use John three sixteen. So God the Lord of the world, He gave His own begotten Son. Whoever so believe it got everlasting life. It's more to it than that. We might venture down there a little bit more since Mother D of Israel have came to the room. She came on stage. That's a good thing. So what we'll do, we'll get something going on with the mother. So we might still teach on this a little bit. So listen, we're not anti-anybody. We told 12 tribes of Israel, and our job is to enlighten. Because the only way I'm going to get the blessing that I need, I have to enlighten you that we have been taught wrong as a people, starting with our bloodline nationality. We don't know who we are. We don't know how these names came upon us and who put these names on us and gave us a bad teaching called false teaching, false doctrine. When you, just, you tell me when an enemy gonna keep watching the enemy teach you right. Why should you take your cub to a polar bear and tell a polar bear, teach my cubs right? You know, that don't make no sense. So the same thing we're trying to tell you. We've been taught wrong. And we're gonna show and bring up all the dark sins in the Bible and show you we've been taught wrong. 
would you would you would you uh have an ear to hear? My fact we'll read that too after we bring mother in. We'll ask you a question. And uh we're gonna ask you a question, but if we're gonna bring mother in and man me and the man mother of Israel, we just gonna uh, but we take we'll take care of John three sixteen. Which said Roman Catholic Church out of New York, the committee board. Yeah, keep keep going on down there. We might. We might. We might keep on going down there, boy. We might. We're going to bring mother in. And, and when you meet mother, mother's out of camp one, a loud voice, you say, Mother D.F. Israel. One the mother's out of camp one. You see, I got too much time to say, I, 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 want, I want to see something happening. Yaqua bless you, Sir Israel of C Royal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah there, mother. Sound like you be ready to uh, uh do your part in and that's and that's the great thing, you know. So see all of I'm always ready. You know why I'm always ready to go, mother, because back in the day. Just read one verse before we get some Luke 12, 12 more. Would you read uh, St. John 7, verse 6? Well, it, that's just for those seers. Just read one verse for those seers in St. John 7, verse 6. Just for those seers. What it says in 7, verse 6? St. John, chapter 7, verse 6. Uh-huh. Then Yahweh the Son said unto them, My time is not yet come. But your time is always ready. You see, man, say So, in time, he's coming for you, period. I'm going to keep it in the sense of class. I'll keep it on the radio. We give it all we got because our time is always ready. Any given time, he can get on deliver, he can have something at the time upon it. Because he, he made it plain, Mother. Hey, Mother, I, I got to get a precept on that. I got to get a precept on that. See, we got to understand this thing. In the book of Psalms, Mother, there's a precept on that. There's a precept on that, Mother. In Psalm 104, see, our time is always read. Precept on that, Mother, in Psalm 104. And look what it says in Psalm 104 about precept in that. 104. It says something in 104. And we're going to see what do it say in 104. It says something that we can read in 104. But I'm struggling. He says something in 104. Hmm. What he says. And 104, and see, now we stuck it. He says, something. But those seers stuck it. He says something in Psalm 104, verse number 9. He said 104, verse number 9. And I held him. He don't came to tell about the broadcast. We'll get some more going on. So now, 
104 verse 9. Hey, Mother, look what he said in Psalm 104 verse 9. Psalms 104, verse 9. Thou hast set a bound that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. Do you see that? So Yahweh set a bound. I don't care if you drink all the aloe vera you want, run a treadmill and everything else. Yahweh got written in his book a bound. How far are you going to go and when we'll catch you? You're going to catch it out. So he don't sit about. And you're not going to pass what he already got written for you. See, he already, remember, your time is, you know his time. Your time is already. He don't sit about. And you're not going to pass his bow. So a lot of times we teach out on saying something. When your loved one gets checked out, Yahweh don't sit about. He ain't not going to pass it. You can boo all you want, but he's not going to pass the time he don't set for you. He got a set time to to bring you in this world, you have set time to take you about this world. Let me go to Alan Day's name. Now, see, you got to appreciate that. I got to appreciate that, folks. Okay, I'll do that. Now, bring out your name. Hey, mother, let's go to the 14th chapter of Ishikar's boy, Joe. They want a precept. You know, okay, I'll do that. The 14th chapter. You're not going past what man on fear place. That's why I keep telling you something. You're not saying that. This thing is already excellent stone, so there's no accident. This ministry on the scene can kept in this place. Jesus says in 14, verse 5. Here's what it's free to Now today, saints. I mean, uh, WCC. Uh, 14, Joe, verse 5. Joe, 14. Joe fourteen five. Seeing his days are determined, the number <clears throat> the number of his months are with you. Thou hast appointed his bounds, his bonds that he cannot pass. His bounds. Bound and his days been numbered. His days have been numbered. And you're not going past, I don't care, I don't care what, you ain't going past what you already said for you. See, that's big birthday there. That's big birthday, but read again, mother. That's big birthday. Read the verse again. 14, verse 5 of Job. Job 14, verse 5. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his, his bounds. That he cannot pass. You see that? You already appointed his bound. And he not and she is not gonna pass. So I don't you're not gonna pass what he already said, but do you know you know this man know and this man know something, um, mother? He knows something and um maybe I can pull it out. He knows something in the 10th chapter of Matthew's mother. He knows something. You know, see, what it is, you, you think this man is, but this man, he got something written. He told his one that don't care his word about him about something in the 10th chapter of St. John. He said this right here. 
In the tenth chapter of St. John's, mother, he made a profound statement. Look what he says in the tenth chapter, verse 28. And we're going to read down to verse number 13. 10, 28 down to verse 13. Listen to this, what he said. St. John chapter 10, verse, verse 28, 10, 28, down verse 20, 20, uh, 28, St. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 28, and I gave unto them, eternal life. Hold on, hold on. Look at 20 real good. St. John, I mean, Matthew. You out there, Matthew? You said Matthew at first, then you went to St. John. Okay. Well, thank you, Mother. I, I mean, Matthew's all that. 10 20. Thank you. Thank you for okay. correcting those. 10 20. What is saying 10 20 on Matthew? Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Mm-hmm. Read, read. Down to, mm-hmm. down to what? Down to 30. Straight down to 30. Okay, okay. Matthew chapter 10, 28 to 30. And it reads, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. 29. Mm -hmm. Are not two sparrows sold for a sparling, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? Verse 30. But the very hair of your head are all numbered. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Very hell your head is numbered. This man know how many strings of hair you got left on you. This man know exactly when he gonna bring you into this world and when he gonna take you out. Yeah. This man know in Zechariah 12 verse 7 when he when man dies he pull that spirit back. And you take that same spirit and pop that spirit back and you get ready. This man right here got got all this all this right here and you pay him no number. And this man said he came out of the seed of David. He came down through the loins and the bloodline of David. And if he came you came down through the bloodline of David, and then you be looking at him on your on the wall, looking like somebody other than they don't you know something's wrong with that picture? So you know somebody's now doing something to you contrary to the Bible. If he tell you he come from the seed of David. He came through give me he he drew two sixteen of two sixteen, two eighteen, one of them. If he tell you this here, did this man tell you something and you don't pay no never mind because you've been talked wrong that's up to you. But this man gonna tell you something over here. All you gonna do is a little background work on it. Um, 
tune. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 16. For truly he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. He took upon him the seed of Abraham. That means he looked out at the whole 18 nations. He looked at them. He said, well, Father, you got to go down there and uh, save some people. So he's seen all 18 nations. He's seen all 18 nations. But look what seed he, he, he put it, he planted himself down into. Now Paul is telling me he planted himself into the seed of Abraham. Yeah. Every day. I'm going to get a precept on that and then I'm going to bring the other. Go to uh, the book of Timothy. See, what we trying to tell you, you come on these broadcasts, you don't know where we're going, and uh, we had a good hour to just go through this. And we're going to get back to John 3.16 shortly. But in the book of uh, Timothy, mother, it talks about something and Timothy. Second Timothy, it talks about something, mother, that I need to read about uh, something he said that he took on him. He got the seed of, let's see if we get, let's see, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling right here, mother. Old C is struggling in the book of Timothy. Because um, you got to be clear now, once we find out that he's telling you in his book exactly how he how he works, and you ignore this book, and then you want to, why you be confused all the time? Because you, you, you ignore the Bible, you, because you got lightning from the other nation. But they don't talk you wrong. See, you got something he says, but I'm struggling, mother. In the book of Timothy, he got some got something rich. But I'm struggling right now. He got something written about something else he did. I gotta get I gotta I got I gotta get that answer. But I'm struggling, mother. Oh dear struggling. So we're gonna look at the book of Timothy. Now, let's see. Let's see, that it. Because he made a he made a statement in the book of Timothy that go along with two sixteen. But uh those fears struggling right now. Those fears struggling. And um but we don't know why he's why he's struggling. He made a statement about something he did in Timothy. Hmm. That he took up on him something, mother. So what I'm gonna do? I, I got the, I got a two sixteen that in the book of Daniel, and I come back with that. 
probably the L to be long way enough for me to kind of see where I'm where I'm at. But I don't know. I don't know why I'm struggling on that. Why he made a he made a precept statement thing on what he did, and we don't see it. No, we don't see what he did. He done something. Second Timothy. I'm just I'm just struggling with all of it. And I tell you, I do. put it this side. We'll come back with it. Right after our hill. That's what we do. We'll put that to the side, but we'll come back on it. We'll get a chance to keep that. Let's see if something right now. Remember that Hebrews 2 16 have a precept to it in Second Timothy. We, we know that. Yeah. Two verse 8. Two verse 8, Mother. Second Timothy 2 verse 8. Second Timothy chapter two, verse eight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember, remember, remember that Yahweh the son of the seed of David was raised from the dead, according to my gospel, the word. Mm-hmm. What? You remember what again, he came from who? The seed of David. Seed of David? Seed of Abraham? See, one bloodline. That's the bloodline he came to. So you got to remember that. So listen, next time you go and see your preacher, ask him, uh, you're supposed to remember that he came from the seed of Abraham and David. What limits are they today? What limits is Abraham that produced David. Tom can't do that limit. What do they look like? Suppose you, suppose you one day you open up a detective agency. They say, well, you know, um, my better ass is cheating on me, and uh, I want you to give me the proof that I need. Yeah, okay, you better ass proof is cheating on me, right? You want, you want some evidence, right? Okay. Um, how much you gonna charge? How much charge is this? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go look for your better half. See what you're doing. But you gotta give me something. What do she look like? Huh? I need to know what she look like. I just you just can't tell me your better half cheats on you. Tell me what she look like. Give me a picture of her. So they tell you, they, it, don't, it don't matter what it look like today. Hey, mother, that what it's today? It don't matter what it look like today. It ain't no matter. How you gonna run a detective agency a year and, and, and I'm gonna give you a price and you don't give me nothing to work with? I need to work with my, I need a picture. Mm-hmm. So, but now they tell you Christianity, it don't make them different what it look like now. All you do is believe mm-hmm. on our Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Now you see what it is? But if you go yeah. to the detective agency and you want your, you want uh, uh, beg your better half, you want to see if you can get the evidence on him, you can't give him something to work with. What he look like? What kind of what car he drives? Uh, you tell all this making you need, right? You want to pull these toy yokes. I ain't sure a picture. Hey, you, you see this guy over here? 
they don't turn to pick you upside down. They just you see the back. No. But you go over there to Christi- and Christianity and Judaism churches, and they take it don't make no difference what he look like. You see what you do? Therefore, yeah, it don't make no difference. But you go to the detective agency, you got to get them information. And that's what we come and do. We come to give you information. We trying to let you know that what you've been looking at and believing has been wrong. And we're going to tell you this after I hear them. We bring our hear in. And I hear going to tell you all about the ball. Okay? We tell you a lot of good things. You know, we got to put the word on you. Just tell you some good stuff. And we he's he going to talk to you. So we meet our hear on Mr. Jill. Israel, a loud voice, you say, Hell of Mr. T. Yahweh, be to that feed right. And Yahweh, bless you, see Israel, the seed well. How are you doing? Yahweh. Oh, Yahweh. Ellen, have you ever heard of the Christian church they say it don't make no, it, it don't make no difference what he look like? Have you ever heard of it, though? It, it, it don't make no difference what he look like. Just believe on our Lord Jesus Christ and you what he say. Have you ever heard that before? No, um, I have not. You never heard that I don't know, it don't make, make no difference about what it what look like. You never heard that before? Hey, Mother of Israel, have you ever heard it before, Mother of Israel? It don't make no difference what it look like. Mother D, if it's real. Have you heard it before? Now, what you doing, WCC? Well, my Well, okay. Actually, actually, what they say, he looks like the pictures that you see. You like the pictures that. And they get all off you. into the. And they get all off into that's the way he looks. Oh, okay. But, but, but what do we have found out so far? He comes down to Abraham and David. And we'll find a little bit more of that after you uh, uh, do your part of some just saying, John Ron. Tell me a little long when because I, I got to get a little urban key in me anyway. Aaron Phil, take your time and address this national audience and do your part in some just saying, John Ron. Take 129. Come on. Well, once again, Yaqua, bless you, see Israel. Thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. And Yaqua, bless Mother D.F. Israel and Sister V.S.J. Israel and all the listeners that came to hear the words of Yaqua. And we do want to get that out there because we do want to pass everybody a blessing that listens to the word of Yaqua. Because generally most of the time you've heard me rambling on about Ecclesiastes Chapter 3, verse number 7. 7 says, it's a time to rent, a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. Well, our time to speak is now. And generally, we say that of what we know. And we prove that by going to the Bible and bringing our points up that we speak about on this program. And doing that, you find out that a teacher can't learn from his students, because if he did, he'd be all over the place. The teacher is generally giving wise counsel. And also, by having knowledge, he even gains more experience by teaching. And as I said, 
even a student can learn from wise counsel and possibly learning to teach one day themselves. So we're able to hold off those that we call adversaries, that try to speak against the word of Yahweh. So that means when we're word up, we'd be able to protect this word of what we have learned in the six anointed camps. Because we all have came to hear these things that most of us can hear, and some listening, they never understand. But this is what Yahweh ministry does, makes all this misunderstanding very possible. We have many out there that came to see things in the Bible through proper teaching that some looking can never find. And these are the misinformed. And we take these people that are misinformed and give them the correct words of Yahweh. That's why the words of Yahweh that is taught. It makes all this more possible for the righteous. And that key word is righteous, because if they don't want to be righteous, they're not going to get right. Because we have to be aware, by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts that we're often taught, we're given this knowledge to know we have many out there that camouflage their evil or confused teachings. Like, we don't know what he looked like, or he looks like this or looks like that. Well, that's the overly loud bump-the-dumps contest for righteous learning. And taking the Bible scriptures and turning them around as verbal weapons against us that already know. Because we have to remember the best is already here. We're just really waiting for the rest to come so we can show them which way to go. This is why we welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of the Unquiet Ministry that comes to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible and first and foremost about Yahweh's word. What you find out we're often questioned about that. How can you guys from this six and nine camps get this much information out of this one book? Well, paying attention you can find out. Because it comes from connecting the book the words of Yahweh, your health, foods that you should eat, keeping the Sabbath days, and much more we get from this one book. And why do we do this? Because you have not. And you came to seek this information, and you have now found it in the voices of the true Israelites, tribe of Yahweh. We're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. On the days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday, unless we have a high day or a special event. However, Sabbath class we do have. And the top part of Sabbath is Friday. The class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address. And to use this on any search engine, Right on that search line, in a tribeyada.com. That's T-R-I-B-E-Y-H-D-H.com. Because when you do this, right under a big line, you will see some choices. And one will be tithes and offerings. To use tithes and offerings, step number one, click donate with PayPal. The next step would be click send. That's step number two, which you enter the amount 
also with the message if you like. And doing this, may Yahweh bless you. Also, remember what it tells us in the book of Psalms when we proceed that way. It says, Psalms 96, verse 7 and verse 8. 7 says, Give unto Yahweh, or your kindness of the people. Give unto the Yahweh, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves that you're forgiven. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that I mentioned in the book of Leviticus 27, verse number 30, and once again mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you thus says Yahweh also for building a school to help with all the bad teaching that's going around today. A banquet hall for the gathering of our members, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program. Also out there, check out our calendar when you're on that tribeyada.com. Our calendar is there to help keep you and your family and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come throughout the years. Also, we have a live program. And to get there this time, enter three words on that search line, Yaqua Radio Live. And after click enter, look for voices of the Fuselites, tribe of Yadda. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers that you can call with Yaqua in mind. The first being our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number where you can call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six million accounts of Yahweh's ministry. But now also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, if you're on here, discouraging, click, followed by a dial tone. Calling the same number, you can also order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact the seer. Your email, phone, or text before broadcasts or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station, Stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, and answering many memos that most of us have seen, even now, in addition to that, the Latter day Saints. And that's besides setting up our broadcast before broadcast time. So please use the international line of 224 600 5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back unless you're called trying to teach. As I said, you're only a discouraging doubt tone. Now, if you've happened to miss the beginning of our program, you can catch the entire recorded show today after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 9.30. And to do that, in three words once again in that search one, Yaqua Radio Live. 
After clicking enter, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Drive of Yada. At that point, just choose the program that you will late logging into or any previous day on that list that you would like to listen. Also, for your information, during our normal blog talk broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Calc Talk, which can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer, even nowadays your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the PalTalk app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American. Look for Voices of the Trizoites, Drive of Yada. The room will hold 50 or more listening participants. The Yaqua's Web will also be working for your Bible education. An online error to answer those on the table topics we discussed during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tears Israel, along with Seer Israel, writing a shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic, any more than two text questions answered at a time. And you'll find a blog talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on PalTalk. Talk. will be with you all. Now, a going reminder that I usually give for our reading members. When we're giving the scriptures to speak by the seer, always be quick to hear and slow to speak. So the words of Yaqwah will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yaqwah and not that of confusion. So we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible, but remember to make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. And that's what we talk about, keeping those scriptures in mind. So we can make the statements that will bring people to the right understanding. But, you know, when you're trying to win that bump the gums contest, what's going to happen? You miss all the Yaqwa's glory, which would be said unto you. Because doing this, we are rehearsing the righteous act to remember the words of Yaqwa. As is said in St. John, chapter 14, verse 26. And that says, but the Comforter, which is the righteous spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things unto your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And this is how we're able to go from one topic to another, try to make that smooth transition between our members and the listening members. You find the day is another day. So the words of Yaqwa. And nothing has changed except the number of people that came for Yaqwa's word, those that commend it, add unto it, only following by those that listen want to cast the word behind their back. These are the deceivers. They only want to hear certain verses in the Bible that suits their taste. Even taking those verses meaning another way, along with the noisemakers, the complainers, why to be a deceptive listener. Oh, and don't forget the page flippers. Flipping the pages in the Bible to look like they're paying attention, but when they're called to speak, they're completely lost. They have clearly forgotten you're only one man or one woman. And seriously, time is not in our favor. But the best is yet to come. We can only do 100% of one man or one woman can do. That was Jacques Wally created. 
in this life, and that's at all possible. And if anyone ever says they've even done 101%, remember, they lied. Now they're doing the work of another, past the creation of Yahweh, and that's impossible. Well, I'll have to remind you who said uh, who can work with the impossible. Don't forget what Yahweh the Son said about the impossible. In the book of Matthew, chapter 19, verse 26. 26 says, But Yahweh the Son beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with Yahweh all things are possible. So this is what we have to remember. Yahweh, his time here is forever. And he does those things that we can't that are impossible. We have to do what we're capable of doing, and that's commending his attention to others and reading the scriptures as they should be and actually interpreting the scriptures. It can't be like uh, in the book of Acts. I think that was chapter 30, chapter 8, verse 30 to 32. This talks about a man following behind a chariot. And verse number 30, it says, And Philip ran thither to him, and heard him read from the prophet Elias. And he said, Do you understand what you read it? And 31, he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. 32, the place of the scripture that he was reading was this. He was led like a sleek sheep to slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shears, so he opened up not his mouth. Well, that's something to remember. When you're listening to Yahweh's word, sometimes you got to have big ears and little mouth. That's the reason why it came with Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 7. Because you have to remember, it says, it's a time to win and a time to sow a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. Learning that lesson from Philip. So we can learn our lessons from the seer. We'll turn our program back over to the seer Israel and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. I like that. That's all I can say. See, we come humble. But we can meet you anywhere yet in this book. Because the blessing is on his ministry to take care of business. I mean, we do we do come we don't come, we come to edify. That's it. But like I said again, we're gonna adventure down at John three sixteen. Let's make sure Mother DF Israel microphone back working again. Hey Mother, DF Israel. Y'all probably be right. Now, when your microphone gets ready, because WCC is saying we are working on the microphone to bring the audio up, okay? So, Adam, Mr. Tim, what do we say that we can read in the book of Matthew 10, 19? We're saying 1019, Elder of Israel. We're saying 1019 of Matthew. 
Okay? In the book of Matthew, going to chapter 10, looking at verse number 19. 19 says, But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in the same hour what you shall speak. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now that's my question. All right, again. It don't make no difference what he looks like. Just believe on our Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Now, okay. Okay, good. Good point. That's really what I did. You run into a police station and you got your head busted. You bleed. You run into I just got busted in my head. I'm bleeding. Who did it? What did he look like? It don't make no difference what he look like. What? Did you see who busted in the head? It don't make no difference what he look like that busted in my head. Just go get him. Don't make no difference. They say, you know what? Do you want the other side of your head busted in? Okay, then you go. Oh well. Into the, you go into the detective agency. Forget your name, they'll let them give you a shot. Go to the detective agency. Yeah, I want you, uh, my better half is doing a little cheating on me. I want you to um, stick in your ketchup, bread, hand, and give it evidence. How much you charge? I'm going to charge you so much money. What you look like? It don't make no difference what you look like. What? It don't make no difference what she look like. You just go. You go catch it. It's, listen, what are you trying to tell me? It don't make no difference what she look like. He want me to go catch it, and I don't know what she look like. I think I think you better get that dough, and whatever you get ready to give me, just keep it to yourself. So, so something just don't make no sense. But that is to tell you, Dave. What? See, remember one thing. Remember one thing. I know. In the fifth chapter, yo, hey, yo, remember one thing that they that flow is yours. In the fifth chapter of Jeremiah, the last verse, remember it says here, see, now it don't make a difference what our Lord Jesus Christ looks like. It don't make no difference now. I wonder why they said it. Maybe Jeremiah can answer this, answer the question. And Jeremiah Chapter 5, it tells us something. It tells something. Jeremiah chapter 2. It tells us, it tells us something. Yeah. First. All I need is um, two lines. All I need, all I need, elders, two minds, you know, whatever thoughts you had, bring it out. Jeremiah 2, verse 26. So it says here, see, yeah. now it don't make a difference what our Lord Jesus Christ looks like. Jeremiah 2, 26. Give me two lines. Okay, is that 22 or 26? We'll make it 226. Give me two lines. 226. Uh-huh. Jeremiah chapter 2, reading verse number 26. Uh, it says, 
For among my people are found. Now, what you read? Hold on. Hold on. No, no. 226. 226. Uh, Jeremiah 226. Okay. Two lines. Okay. I have chapter eight. five is requested first. Sorry about that. Chapter Jeremiah chapter two, verse 26. It has, as a thief is ashamed when he is found, so Stop is the there. family of Israel. Stop it there. Stop it there. Stop it there. So you a thief ain't never a shame until he get caught. He, you ever watch, watch that news when a politician, they catch a politician or something, they only got the camera on, he put his take the coat all over his head and everything. They ain't, you know, they ain't never a shame until they found. Until they found, they never be a shame. A thief. See, it don't make no difference now what... Our Lord Jesus Christ look like now, because you don't plant the seed of him looking like uh, a pale red skinned man with um, straight hair or the goat hair. It don't make no, it don't make a difference now. But it's all they've been planting our head. Been planting our grandmama head. They've been planting all over. Now it don't make no difference what he look like. So if that's the case, why did you go through all that? By changing his appearance according to the Bible. But now it don't make no difference what he looks like. And just like going into a detective agency and saying, listen, find me, me this person that uh, I think they're doing me a little wrong. Okay, good. I found them. What they look like. It don't make no difference what they look like. You just find them for me. They look at you and do you some damage up in there. See, what I'm saying, see, see, got this. You got this. Wait things out. Like we're going to take care of John 16 after our elder, bring your thoughts on the table, and then the pocket will come up. Okay. Are we uh, still reading that verse, uh, brothers, here? Jeremiah 2, 16, uh, chapter 2, verse 26. Still there? I look like WCC is playing some tricks with the mics again. Well, if they are answering that question about what they look like. Uh, you're absolutely right. You got some details that you have to follow. But when you follow it in the ministry, you're following according to the word. So that's my point on that. Hey. And now, Mother, Mother G of Israel, now, you bet, give me a hallelujah because WCC stand is still working on your microphone. So. When you, when you, when you, just every now and then say hallelujah, you know that your microphone ready to go. So it don't make no difference then, then 
Why is all this information in the Bible, but it don't make no difference? Like, for example, um, in the book of Matthew's Elder, chapter 1, verse 1, why is this in the Bible right here? What, what is he trying to tell us right here in Matthew's 1, verse 1? What is he trying to tell us in 1, 1? Matthew's 1, 1. What do you want us to know? Out of Matthew 1 1. In the book of Matthew, chapter 1, reading verse number 1, it says, The book of the generations of Yahweh the Son, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Why do they want to know that? I mean, why do they put that in the Bible? Don't they put in the Bible just not to fill in space, space. And they want you to know exactly who this man is. Everybody don't, everybody, everybody don't, they don't, don't make no difference. Wait a minute. Why is that one one in there, buddy? They tell you exactly who this man is. He's the son of David and the son of Abraham. That's, that's what lineage came through. It got to live in Matthew 1, verse 1. Then skip down to verse 18. Get down to verse 18. Let's see if it's set out. Get it set out verse 21. Watch this right here. Watch this detailed information they got here in verse 18 now, verse 21. Verse 18. Okay, reading verses 18 to 21. 18 says, Now the birth of Yahweh the Son was on this wise. When, when as his mother Mary was expounded to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the righteous spirit, 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away quickly. 20. But while he thought on these things, behold, a minister spirit of the Yahweh appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to make to take unto thee Mary thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the righteous spirit. Twenty one. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Yahweh the Son, for he shall save his people from their sins. Save this people from their sin. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, yo. He gonna do what? He gonna he gonna do what? In twenty one. What he gonna do? The last two lives. Oh, he gonna do what? <laughs> well, he shall save his people from their sin. All my life, I thought we came. So God, so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. And whosoever have everlasting life. Wait a minute. The angel said that he gonna save who people ever I mean, did Bible say did you read? You, you have to read that wrong. He the angel said he gonna save who? Let me read that verse 20 again. 
Yeah, I'm gonna read the last part. He gonna say his. He gonna say, who 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 ain't gonna say it? Else? I mean, I mean, I need to hear that. Verse 20, the last line, that says, For which is conceived of her is of the righteous spirit. No, I want to part where he going to say who. Now, the angels talk. The angels tell Joseph, Joseph, fear not to take this woman for your wife. Okay. Don't, don't worry about it. Ain't no man messing her. She did what she found with child of the righteous spirit. Fear not to take her, you know. Because this thing here is is of the righteous spirit there. Joseph. And he said to Joseph, and he tell you how big this thing is to Joseph. He's Joseph. And and what he said in verse 21 to Joseph, he's talking to Joseph now, right? He's talking one-on-one to Joseph. What he says, Joseph, verse 21, Elder. Verse 21 says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Yahweh the Son, for he shall save his people from their sins. So his mission is to save his people. Now, who are his people to call to? One verse one and Matthew. Who is this people according to? Read one one read one verse one here, then tell me who is his people he come to say. Read one verse one, then expound on one one. Matthew's chapter one verse one says The book of the generations of Yahweh the Son. The son of David. The son of Abraham. So, who is his people? Going to one one. The son of David and the son of Abraham. You see that? You see that, David? You see that, Elvis? So you see that? That's what we see with him. And that's the people he come to save. The angel said that. Now, we read it earlier, but we're not going to read it again. And Matthew 12, verse 31, 32, 36, 37 says, if you blaspheme against the righteous spirit, you ain't got nothing coming in this world or the world to come. So the righteous spirit told Joseph that he come to save his people. His people. That's what we're reading now. Now, and we just find out his people is from the descendants of Abraham to David. That's who his people did. And that's, that's a big word now. I mean, I mean, that's a big word. He come to save his people. Now, what did the eyewitness say in 24, 21 of the book of Luke? What did the eyewitness say? Now, let's find out. Again, in 21, this, 24, see, this is how you, remember, when you precept your Bible, led by the Spirit of Yahweh, then you have to 
go ahead and make whoever has told you one thing, examine his thing. We're going to precept his member. He come and say, his people. But we ain't got a name on his people. But we do have a name on his people, but we don't have a name on his people. But when we preach up the Bible and Luke 24, 21, it might tell us, it might shine a little light on this thing. He was saying in Luke 24, 21, our witness. Okay, book of Luke, chapter 24, reading verse 21 says, But we trusted that it had been he which should have been redeemed Israel. And besides all this, today is the third day since these things were done. So we trusted in him that he was to redeem or save who? Redeem or save who? Bible said that. Israel. Redeem Israel. So the Bible said So that's the eyewitness, ain't it? That's the eyewitness that we trusted that that he was to redeem, they didn't put a name on it. He come to redeem Israel. He came to redeem Israel. Now, this is what the Bible said. He come to redeem Israel. We trusted that he, we thought he was the one to redeem Israel. We trusted in him. So now when we go to Luke, one six and seven the story reads. Then we get if we put all it together, we're gonna find out something when you precept your Bible. Luke one six and seven, and we'll keep reading till we get our point here. Now listen to this right here. This is a this is something that we can read into what he's saying from the the background work we got. We come and save his people by the angels. Come redeem Israel. So when I when the seer is giving to do some praying, we should be able to put this two and two together and come up with a conclusion. Let's see what's going on in one Luke one six to seven a one six to seven. Let's read a little bit. Is that um, six and seven? Yeah, Luke verse six and verse seven. Yeah, six and seven. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's, let's see what's going on in Luke chapter 1, verse 67. We're going to see what's going on here. Okay. In the book of Luke, chapter 1, reading verses number 6 and verse number 7. No. 6 says. 67. No, 67. Okay, that's 67. what's making sure. Hmm? Verse number 67. Uh-huh. It says, and his father, Zacharias, was filled with the righteous spirit and prophesied, saying. Uh-huh. The key read, that's probably what he prophesied. 68. Blessed be the Yahweh of Israel, for he had visited and redeemed his people. 69. And had raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. 70. As he spake by the mouth of his righteous prophets, 
which have been since the world began. 71. That we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. 72. Wait a minute. To perform. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did he just say again? So, who needs to be saved? Look what, what, what the, the Spirit just said. He said, so, remember, we found out he came to redeem and to save Israel. Look what the Spirit just said in that last verse you just got through, that we need to be saved from who? Enemies. Yeah, read your enemies. Okay. Seventy one. It says that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hands of all that hate us. Well. Well. He was praying that we should be saved. From our enemies and all that hate us. You know, that's a big, that's a big talking right there. Because Zechariah wants the children of Israel to be saved from their enemies and all that hate us. Who, who is the, according to description, who hates? Who, who, who hates us, according to the Bible? Who hates us, according to the Bible? Hmm. Who hates us? Let's go to America 1-1. Let's see who Yahweh hates behind that. We're going to see who do we hate. Then we're going to find out who hate us. We're going to find out something. Then we're going to get John 3.16. Who hate us? Malachi 1.1. and 2. In the book of Malachi, chapter 1, reading verses 1, verse 2. 1 said, The burden of the word of the Yahweh to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, saith the Yahweh, yet you say, When hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Yahweh, yet I love Israel? And the next verse? Three. Three. And I hated Esau and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. So who, who do they love? According to who they love and who they hate him. Said in the scripture, he loved uh, Jacob, uh, Israel, hated Esau. Uh-huh. And who he hate? He hated Esau. Let's, let's go, let, let, now, with, with that understanding, let's go to let's go to let's go to Saint John three sixteen. Then. 316. With that understanding, you got, we're working with. Let's go to, let's go to St. John 
book of St. John, chapter 3, reading verse number 16, it says, For Yahweh so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Who do, who do we love? And according in John three sixteen, who do we love from what we have laid about? Who do we love? We love the world. You love the world. Daniel, what we just got to read? Uh, Daniel, what we just got to read? He love. Go back to Malachi one 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 verse two again. One two and three. Let's find who we love. That ain't what the scriptures say he loves. Let's see what the scriptures say he loves. Malachi 1, verse 2 and 3. Malachi 2 and 3, chapter 1, verise 2 and 3. So it says, I have loved you, saith the Yahweh. Yet ye say, Wherein hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, said the Yahweh, yet I love Jacob. Three, and I hated Esau and, and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. So who do, who do you love and who do you hate? He loved uh, Jacob. Hated Esau. Oh yeah. And in Romans, in Romans chapter seven, thirteen, yeah. On the right side of the book, in Romans seven, thirteen. What does it say in Romans seven, thirteen? Now Paul is also over in Rome, speaking to a people in Rome called his wife, and he says something to them in Rome. And seven thirteen. What do you say in seven thirteen to them? Romans chapter seven verse thirteen. Thirteen says, "Was then that which is good made death unto me? Yahweh forbid, but sin that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin." by the commandment, might become exceedingly sinful. Mm-hmm. Well, that was pretty good, but I, I meant um, 913. 913, okay. I'm, I'm, taking, I'm could, taking notes, we could, Ma. We could have worked that out. We could have worked that out, but, but okay. I'm taking 913. Okay, Romans chapter 9, reading verse 13, and it says, as it is written, Jacob, Esau, have I loved, but it is written, Jacob, have I loved, but Esau, have I hated. What, where is that written at? Malachi chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. He says, written, so now he's over here in Rome, talking to the Israelites, saying, as it is written. Jacob have I loved, and Esau have I hated. 
Is that what he said? This is what he said now. He said, you, it's written. That, what is it written at? Malachi chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. As it is written. So he let them know as it's written, he loved people and he hated people. Is that what we're reading? I'll read up well. So he said, I love a people and I hate a people. He says, as is written, I love a people and I hate a people. That was that was that was, that was the Bible gets out. That's what I'm saying. I know this Bible we get a lot of calls based upon the fact that you won't you won't say nothing good about the other nation. <laughs> I can say something good about the other nation, but I got to, don't don't I have to read it first. I, I I gotta read something good that we all can read together. I mean I can't let my feelings make my statement that the Bible don't support. We found out he loved the people and he hated people. And, and but you gotta understand why these things happen. See, you gotta understand why he makes these statements about he loves people and he hated people. Do you know what was written in twenty seven verse forty one of Genesis? Do you, do do the world do you know what's written? In his reading. Um, reading verse 27 of Genesis, read verse 37 and 41. We'll get a name and listen to the conversation okay. that we We're going to Genesis Hang 27. On one second, Sierra. Okay. Hold that verse for one second. So right. I uh, get this herbal tea down my neck. That's right. That's right. So you see, wet, wet my whistle. Yeah, yeah. So, so you see, we come home on this broadcast. We'll never know what we're gonna talk on. We're gonna talk on John three sixteen. But we'll make sure you understand that John three sixteen is saying, uh, "Our Lord Jesus Christ loved the world is all we got in come, and whosoever believes on Him have eternal life." But we found out that he loved God the Lord of the world. He gave his only begotten son. Okay, good. But then, then he said something with these, with these words. See, that's why you got to have a pen and paper. You got to have a pen and paper because what we do, we do the, the loop. 24, 32, and 45. This is what we do. We go on this broadcast. See, we just don't come on this broadcast without you understand that when we come on this broadcast, are you, you ready again, Hill? Okay. I had to grab my cup right. there. So I apologize right. about putting everybody on hold. So what was that verse That's in Genesis right. you gave me? Well, no, well, let me take it this right here. The reason why we come on this broadcast. The reason why we come on this broadcast, uh, El, uh, about 51, 23. 
broadcast, we come on this broadcast, is the Tarot 5123. To you, to you of the listening audience, this is a Tarot 51 verse 23. To you, what does it say? Okay, I was trying to make sure I heard that correctly. That was Sharak 51, 23. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And the book of Sharak, chapter 51, looking at verse number 23, it says, Draw near unto me, ye unlearned, and dwell in the house of learning. I'm going to come to what again? The house of learning. See, we come to, we come to fail to enlighten you. This is the house of learning. When we come to broadcast this book, you have your pen, your pad, your books open, and take notes. Because we're trying to reveal ancient things that have been kept from you since the foundation of the world. You heard the earlier part when the other thing that we trying to come and do. I mean, he, he wasn't saying that just try to put words into the tape. He's telling you something. And then we know, another thing, we come, we come to do a Luke 24, 32 and 45. We come to Luke 24, 32 and 45. What is it saying, Luke 24, 32 and 45? In the book of Luke, looking at chapter 24, reading verses 32 and verse 45. Verse number 32 says, And they said one to another, Did not our minds burn within us while we talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? Verse number 45. It says, Then open up, opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. You see? We come to make your mind burn by opening up to you the scriptures. See, we open up that John 3.16 is not talking about everybody. He's talking about the one he loves and the one he don't love. He loves the world, and we read what world he loves, and for the National Order's we'll read again. We'll read again what world do he love. So he loves a world, but we've been taught through Christianity, he loves the world, but then when you precept that world, and you'll find out what world he's talking about in the scripture. So you got to keep everything in context of the scripture about what world do he love. So we're going to see in context about what world that he loves. He loves a world, but we're going to see what world. Now, in the book of Isaiah, there, Elder, we're going to find out 
something on the way to find out something. But we find out something on the on the bell, find out something. But now, that means that scripture don't got away from me again. We're going to find out what world. And um, now I'm back to struggling again. I'm back to struggling again on what world. I don't know how I, I got away from me, but we just got through reading it a little while ago. But you don't got away from me again, Elder. About the world. Ah, it just got away from me, Elder. He loved the world. I know it's uh, what, 54, 17. Let's see, 54. Let me see if it's here. Oh, do I got a table to come back with it later? You love the world. But, uh, you don't got, you don't got away from me now, you know? See? Oh, I get those fears. Everything get away from me. They better come back to me. But right now, he do love the world. But I just can't um, put my finger on when we read the early part of the lesson. But now, it don't got away from me. It don't got away from me. It don't got away from me. So now I'm struggling. Love the world. But what world do you love? It don't got away from me. So we'll leave it like we'll leave it we we'll leave it like unless one of the big dignitaries wanna wanna pull up what I what, what we read earlier. I don't I don't know how I got away from it. I mean, it's so plain. You do love a world. But we wanna read it. On what world do we love? Um. You know, got away from him. And you know, got away from me. Let me let me check out Isaiah. Yeah, he loved okay. the world, but you know, got away from me. I don't know. You know, got away from me. I mean, so I guess um, is is it nine six? Come back to, no, no, he, he loved the world. So he, no, they tell you what world, but but no. It has escaped the old mind of those fear right now. On what world do you look? Although we are, although we don't read it early in the lesson earlier, and big dignitaries they not gonna say nothing behind that because they heard something, and then they they not gonna respond on that because we did lay down on what world do he love, and we read it plain. But now, it don't got past those here, and and now he's struggling. So we'll leave it like that. It'll come back to me. But don't we'll catch it on the top part of Saturday about the world he loves. Oh, it just came back to me again. Let, let me see. It just came back. No, it came back to me again, Elvin. It came back to me, but. I still can't see it, but it came back to me. And um, 
came back to me. But so I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it like that. I'm gonna put a Daniel 216 on it. So it came back to me and it got away from me. So we're not gonna worry about it. But we come on this broadcast to have make your mind burn. They do love, but but it but he also have done something in his Bible that we need to know that in Ecclesiastes one fifteen elder. He does something in his Bible that we need to know. And we got to look at it like it is. And Ecclesiastes one fifteen, he done something, elder. Here we go back and give us John 3.16. What did, what did he do with his own power? What did he do with his own power in Ecclesiastes 1.15? In the book of Ecclesiastes, Chapter 1, looking at verse 15, says, That which is crooked cannot be made straight, and that which is wanting cannot be numbered. So he made something crooked. And no no matter how you look at it, it can't be made what else? Straight. Can't can't be made straight. So we precept that to 713, 7.13 in the same book. He made something crooked. And who is the he that made something crooked? Now, he did, but who is the he in 7.13? Who did? Ecclesiastes chapter 7.13 says, Consider the work of Yahweh. Or who can make that straight which he had made crooked? Yeah. You say, consider the work of Yahweh. Who can make it straight when he made it crooked? So you see what he said? He said, so how are you going to straighten somebody out? And it's like trying to straighten a snake out and tell a snake break out running. He can't run straight. He got the wiggle away. He can like, look, look, I don't see break out running snake, but run straight. He said, I, I wasn't created to run straight. I was I was created to lay straight and strike, but I can't run away from you straight. I got to run from you quickly. Is, is, is that right, Elvin? You can't run straight. That's why you can know in your garden what animal that's in your garden. If it, if it, you see a some crooked, crooked rose and the crooked lines in there, you see that? That's a snake in here. How you know a snake? See that? See that? I'm crooked. That's crooked. It can't lead straight. It only can strike straight. But when it runs from you, it be wobbling all over the place. Is that right, El? Oh, we got one. So you see, if, if he made something crooked, it's nothing you can do to make it straight. Because look what he says 
he will ask you a question and and correct his book. Uh, he will ask you a question. He will ask the national. He will ask you a question and. I don't know why I'm talking like this. And the book of Corinthians will ask you a question. And I'll ask you a question in the book of Corinthians. Now, what is that? Where is that in Corinthians? I'll ask you a question. Man, it's just been a Pretty rough, pretty rough on those here it is. You ask your question in the book of Corinthians. Uh, I can't find that neither. I can't find that. Three sixteen. No, uh, in Corinthians when he talks about um, you can't sit you, you can't sit at my table and other folks' table at the same time. You can't sit at my table. And the other folks say it at the same time. That was said. But but anyway, I'm, I'm looking for I'm not, I'm looking I'm looking for something that come behind me. You can't sit at my table and the table of somebody else. That was say. But I but I'm looking for something past that. Is that the uh, First Corinthians? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe ten twenty one or something. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's it. Ten twenty. Okay, good. Okay, is that it? Not, but I'm not looking for. I'm not looking for that statement. I'm looking for something else. Then when you read in seven, what what he made crooked, you cannot come behind him unless you are what a ten twenty two. That's what I want. Ten twenty two. Thank you. That's what I want. Ten twenty two. First group ten twenty two. There's a question on tape. First Corinthians chapter ten, reading verse number twenty two. Do we provoke the Yaqua to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Yeah, he said. Are we stronger than he? He said, I made I made somebody cook. Are you stronger than me to undo what I did? That's what he asked you. He said, I did. If you consider the works of Yahweh here, what he made crooked cannot be made straight. He asked you a question. Are you stronger than him? You mean you can take, you can take a certain person and make him straight? If Yahweh made him crooked? You able to straighten them out? You can do it. That means you don't need it. That's what it's always saying. You stronger than he. Because it's a, the reason why he's saying this, because this is this why he's saying this, and, and, and the reason why Yahweh is talking this way, Remember the bloodline he came down to, right? Good. He came down to Abraham and David. Now look what he said in 35 of Ezekiel. 
You see it coming 35 Ezekiel. 35. Verse 5. This is why he said this in 35, verse 5. Okay, in the book of Ezekiel, looking at chapter 35, reading verse number 5. 5 says, because thou, had, because thou canst had a perpetual hatred and has shed the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity, in the time that their iniquity sins had an end. Because God have had a perpetual hate and have shed the blood of the children of Israel. Now, who's he talking about? Who? So somebody don't have what kind of what kind of hate they got? A ill perpetual hate. What perpetual means? That means they got it. They they continuous. hate it. It's Continuous. He said, because God have had a perpetual hate and have shed the blood of the children of Israel. So what is this? What they have did, they have, they have shed the blood of the children of Israel. And what, and what does he say about that? What he, what, what he says about that, Elder, he says something behind that. And um, the next verse. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading verse six. And it's kind of you have a picture hate. And you shed the blood of the children of Israel. Let's see what Yahweh says behind that to somebody. What does he say? Verse six. six. Therefore, as I have, as I live, saith the Yahweh, I will prepare thee unto blood, and blood shall pursue thee. Sit thou hast not hated blood, even blood shall pursue thee. Yeah. He said, since you have not hated blood, I'm going to let blood pursue you. Is that what he said? Oh, yeah, well. So somebody, he's saying, is a blood shell. And, 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 and you love being a blood shepherd. And you hate the children of Israel. Is that what it means? How will you go? And where does it say next? Give me two more verses. Where does it say next? Verse number seven. Thus will I make Mount Seir most desolate and cut off from it him that passes out and him that returneth. Eight, and I will fill his mountains with his slain men in thy hills and in thy valleys and in thy rivers shall they fall that are slain with the sword. One more verse. Verse nine, I will make thee perpetual desolations and thy city shall not return, and ye shall know that I am the Yahweh. Hmm. Ten. So in Matthew, 
in Matthew 25, yo, verse 40. But see, if we try this all in, and with the understanding, if you take, you know, that old brain of ours and just let the Bible do the talking, look what he says in 25, verse 40 of Matthew. Book of Matthew, looking at chapter 25, verse number 40, it says, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brothers, ye have done it unto me. He says, The king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it to me. He said, when you whoop his brothers, it's just like you whooping them. You never seen, you remember back in the days, they'll be made seen on TV or, or might seen it. One of the younger brothers come back home, and he got beat up. And why do the <laughs> other brothers get so mad and and go out there and revenge him right away? Why they stop what they're doing? They see their little brother got beat up, and they think, I didn't do nothing to you. He said, it's just like you've done to me. You, you beat my little brother up. It's just like you beat me up. Is, is that the way it was, Elder? So mama come running outside, daddy come running outside, so everybody come running outside. But one day, uh, offspring get beat up. Is that right? That's the way it was. That's the way it was. So look what he's saying here. The king. Who's the king talking? Uh, give me 145 and St. John. Who's the king? He said, the king shall answer and say unto thee, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you are done to me. That's what he said. He said, the king said that. Who's the king? Who the king we talking about? Um, hell? Look at St. John 145. Let's read who his king is. Let's see what the eyewitness that his king is talking. And St. John, chapter 1, you know, I remember, you know, back in the day, if, um, you know, big family, one of his offspring come running crying, hey, what's wrong with you? What they do? I mean, they come, they get more mad than he was, right? They go beat him up. So this is what we read here. I mean, that's why I said, we're not reading the Bible right. When you do to one of the least ones of my brethren, it's just like you've done it to me. So he's saying, Let's see, let's see who, who is this king that's making this profound thing. We're going to read in 
St. John chapter 1, elder. We want to find out who is this king. Saying this right here. We're going to look at, um, we're going to look at, see, verse 45, 140. It's walking to it, elder. It's walking to Okay, in the book of St. John, chapter 1, reading verse 45 until 45 said, Philip findeth Nathanael and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the seers did write. Yahweh the son of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. 46, and Nathanael said unto him, can there be any good coming out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. 47. Yahweh the son saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no doubt. No doubt. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No doubt. No doubt. There's no doubt. Wait a minute. And Yahweh. So Nathaniel coming, he come coming to him and said him. So Yahweh was able to hear what he was saying. He was saying, you know that, because this good thing come out of Nazareth. Look what they say. And said of him. He heard them talking, and they said of him, look, behold, a what indeed? What's it called? What's it called? Uh, Yahweh the son? They call him a what? What they call him? Else? In verse forty-seven, they call him a what? They call him a what? Uh, I would call right. him a what? On the Israelite, but what kind of way? Indeed. So, Yahweh the Son is a what? A Israelite indeed. Is, is that what I would say to you, Elder? How do you know? What happened in verse 49? 49 says, Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of Yahweh. Thou art king of Israel. Who, who, who is he? Who is Israel? King of Israel. Son of Yahweh. King of uh, Yahweh the Father, right? King of Israel, and and, and what is what is he in verse forty-seven? A what? An Israelite. An Israelite indeed, indeed. Get it? What do you mean it doesn't matter? I mean it got to matter. Who this guy is? You get out with it, it matter. They said we don't follow him. Who the spirits and everybody was talking about? We don't find him. Is it a good thing come out of Nazareth? He's a coming see. Then Yahweh heard him talking of him, saying, Look, there he is, a Israelite indeed. So Yahweh the son's bloodline is a what, uh, elder? A Israelite indeed. Is that what we're reading? A oh, Israelite indeed. He's an Israelite indeed. And there are the kings of who? 
Israel. Thou art the king of Israel. Is that what we read here? The king of Israel? So so we read Matthew twenty five forty. Can you uh help me out here? Help me out in twenty five forty. I mean, when we read now Matthew twenty five verse forty, it's saying a whole lot. Matthew twenty five with 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 this understanding we got. We got Yahweh the Son by the, the eyewitness saying he's the Israelite in me. And he asked him, Thou art, as Daniel said, answer and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of Yahweh the Father. Thou art the king of Israel. He's the king of Israel. He's an Israelite indeed. So when we read 25 verse 40, when we read 25 verse 40, what is he talking about in 25 verse 40? Read that 25 verse 40 of Matthew. Matthew chapter 25, verse number 40. It says, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto me of the least of these my brothers ye have done it unto me it's just like you jumping somebody that got a got other brothers and their little brother come in crying and they go out there and they catch the guy and they get the whooping on him he said why are you being up I ain't done nothing to you he said yes you did you did to my brother. You beat my brother up. You beat my brother up. So I got to beat you up. And, and, and that's the way it all of that been in life today, yesterday, ever? Oh, you know, do, you, do you ever remember? Do you ever remember in life, you know, knowing you got a few brothers yourself, and one of your brothers come in and, and got the shot in of, of, of the stick? What did you do, what did you do back in the days when your brother got the shot in or or that when or or they might come and you say, you know, big brother, uh such a person been taking my little shot money going to school. You remember any kind of case that you have to kinda of, all of a sudden you didn't know the guy, but your brother said they came out on the shot in and how does it make you feel when your brother came out and shot in, can you recall any kind of uh, uh, remembrance of your brother come out of, on the short end and what did you do? Well, those things sort of set in mind of most that had to go through those type of turmoils. But generally what I remember is when my brother came in and he was, I should say, overpowered by somebody a little bigger than him. I said, show me where he at so we can go and put some power back on him. And we straightened the problem out. Uh-huh. So, so, so now, now can, you, can you understand what he was saying about since his brother, if he's an Israelite and he's an Israelite, so other people have been whooping on their brother so that don't make him feel good. And that's why he said he hated somebody else because the one was whooping him. 
was whooping his brother. It's just like he whooping him. So you understand why? Because I don't know when your brother gets beat up by somebody around the corner and you still praying with the guy that beat your brother up. I, I, I never seen that before. You you go and bend your brother for that whooping. If you have to hold the guy and let your brother get a lick in. So you don't be friends with a person that have beat your brother now. And so the same thing you can make you understand about this Bible. How the reason why Yahweh said it's a people that he hates, because it's people that he hates have beat up on his brother. And it's just like you beating up on him. Is that what we're reading else? That's, that's why they make that one word, be friend. So that's why he says, I hate a people. Because the people have been beating up on his brother. Then he comes down to the seed of David and Abraham. So that's the seed he came down to. So, and the people that didn't come down through the, the loins of David, and David came down through, through who loins? Let's go to the book of Ephraim. Find who David came down to. So he's so now you see, that's why I said we got to read no more information. When he makes the thing about I love one people, I love one people, and I don't like another people. It's just like you whooping me by whooping my brother. It's the same thing. It even go with the women. If your sister come in and a, a hell hanging all upside down and, and, and got a good whooping, don't you stop you doing go out there and try to bend your right away? You do it. So now when you're reading this Bible, but with, with not having this understanding, that's why you read the Bible wrong. That's why you go and see pictures look like somebody else, and then you say that he loves everybody. How he loves everybody in it, and the people he came down to is getting bull whipped, slapped all in the back, kicked in the ring, last one high, first one high. How do you think that he loves everybody behind that? Put yourself in the same situation. Your sister come in crying. Don't you just stop what you're doing? What's wrong with you? I just got beat up by Sally. See that? What you want to do? Everybody in the house wants to go out there with Sally. See that? Now you can't, now you understand these symptoms. Why? You see why they try to make your brain think. Yahweh came as an Israelite indeed. He came down to a tribe of who? David. What tribe is David from? See? Going to Esther. So now you now you see that the fear is not basis uh, in anything. I'm just I'm just trying to show you to reason with the Bible. I'm not anti anybody. I'm just telling you, no, put a book of root, make it root that you know, root, R U T H. I'm looking for the book of root now. So I'm just trying to make you think now. 
once you get the, that thinking cap going on, then you understand that, oh, he can't hate nobody. He can't hate no. Well, okay. Let's one of your loved ones come in and got the shot in the stick. And let's see what you do. All right. You tell him, what, what do you do if one of your loved ones came in the house and got the shot in the stick? Don't you immediately stop what you're doing and try to revenge them right away? You do it. But see, but when it comes out reading this Bible, you lost all reason of understanding. That's fine all about it. Ruth chapter chapter four, Elder. Ruth chapter four and find out exactly what we need to know. It, it, it wouldn't be in here unless he wants for you to know these things. You wouldn't be in here unless he wants you to know these things. It wouldn't be in his book unless he wants you to seek it out and know these things. And now you, when you read books and when you read one verse, you want to have it all out of context. You understand exactly what it means. Now, in the book of Ruth, chapter 4, Elder. We're going to look at uh, our statement here. Uh, Ruth chapter 4. We're going to get verse 12. In the book of Ruth, chapter 4, reading verse number 12, says, And let thy house be like the house of Pharaoh, whose tongue bear unto Judah the seed which the young one shall give thee of this young woman. Uh uh-huh. So we're talking about the seed that they're gonna come down to Judah. The seed Perez came out there unto Judah. We're talking about Judah seed. So what happened in verse thirteen? Thirteen says So Boaz took Ruth and she was his wife. And when she went in unto her, the Yahweh gave her conception, and she bare a son. Okay, good. So now we got Boaz and Ruth. Now Boaz and the tribe of Judah. So now we could run this song down and find out what, what this song is about in 17. We could run this song down. Verse 17. Verse 17 says, And the woman, her neighbors gave it a name, saying, There's a son born unto uh, Naomi, and they called his name Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. The father of David, the father of Jesse, the father of Obed. And who they come out? What land they come out of? Boaz, Ruth, Judah. So all these people come out of Judah. All these people came out of Judah already. So David came out of who? Judah. David came out of Judah. David came out of Judah. Then we read in Second Corinthians, I mean Second Timothy five eight, that who is he? Who, what, where is he again? Let's go back to Second Timothy. 
uh, two, what, two verse eight. Look at this here. Look at this Bible saying something. And um, the Bible saying something in in Second Timothy. It's saying something. Yo. Okay. Second Timothy. You're still talking. Wait wait till you get finished there. Second Timothy, chapter 2, reading verse number 8. What does it say? 8 says, Remember that Yahweh the son of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. So, Yahweh the Son is the Israelite indeed, from the seed of David, and David from the seed of Judah, right? Right? I'll leave that one. Now go to Jeremiah 14, verse 2. Jeremiah 14, verse 2. 14, 2? Yeah. In the book of of Jeremiah, chapter 14, we're reading from verse number 2, and it says, Judah mourneth, and the gates thereof languish. They are black unto the ground, and the cry of Jerusalem, Yadda, is gone up. What color is Judah? Black unto the ground. What color is uh, Jesse? David, David? Same bloodline. From Judah? Back unto the ground. What color is David? What color is David? Same bloodline, black unto the ground. What color is, what color is, like you said, our Lord Jesus Christ? What color he is, Jesus? Israelite indeed, black into the ground. All the pictures on the wall, do they resemble the Bible? All the pictures all our life, do they resemble the Bible or not? No. Same thing with the presidents. So, well, we're going to find out that the reason why he say he hates Esau because Esau been whooping his brothers. Yahweh the son came as an Israelite. And the reason why he hated Esau because Esau is the one whooping your brother today. And that's why he say, and that's just like you today, you got any siblings. If your sibling come in crying and got whooped, don't you immediately stop what you're doing? And go and try to revenge them right away. Right. So now you understand that verse. But you know, you it, it never been explained to you that way, have it? Now you see why he said, I hated Esau. And I love me some Jacob. So when you read that John 3.16, he's saying he loved the world of Israel. That's what he's talking about. He loved the world of Israel. Because that's where the man see coming, and he don't like you whooping up on his brother. Hanging him, kicking him in the ring, 
So now you see why he very upset by him being an Israelite indeed. If you like one of your family members get jumped on, don't you come immediately and want to get your in? There it is right there. But then he made it plain, Elder, and we'll close out. Let's get two more in, we'll close out. Look what he says in the 18th chapter of Luke, verse 7 and 8. Read verse of 6 to 8. Luke 18, 6 to 8. No, 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 tell you what. Pick up verse 1. Pick up verse 1. Is, we'll read 1 through 8. We'll close out with this. 1 through 8. Okay. That's it. 18 chapters Luke. of Luke 1 through 8. Now, this, now listen to this. Now you need an outstanding verse for here. Luke 18, 1 down to verse 8. Okay, and the book of Luke, chapter 18. Reading verses 1 to verse number 8. 1 says, And he spake parable unto them to, to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to think. 2. Saying, There is a city, a judge, which feared not Yahweh, neither regarded men. 3. And there was a widow in that city, and she came up unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary for and he would not for a while but afterwards he said within himself though i fear not yahweh nor regard man five yet because this little troubled me i will avenge her least by her continual coming she wearied me Ma said hear what the unjust judge said seven and shall not Yahweh avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? Eight, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. You see that? Now he has a parable. He was using as a parable. This woman. He's talking about his uh as fool. If you talking about in fifty four, elder verse five and six of Isaiah, who is the woman? He's talking about this woman comes troubling me. This woman troubling me. She's saying, "Bend me on my adversary. Put these people that put in me." It was a woman saying, "Who is this woman he's talking about?" Uh, elder, this woman that wants his revenge on our adversary. You precept the Bible to 54, verse 5 and 6 of Isaiah. It tells you who the woman is. Who the woman is. Isaiah 54, reading verses 5 and verse number 6. 5 says, For thy maker is thine husband. The Yahweh of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer is the one of Israel. The Yahweh of the whole earth shall be called. For the Yahweh hath called thee as a woman, forsaken and grieved in spirit, and a wife of you, but thou waste refuse, saith thy Yahweh. Ain't that something? For this woman is coming to revenge, is a parable. This woman is the nation of Israel, coming to their big brothers, Yahweh the son Israel. Avenge me of my adversaries. When you gonna whoop my adversary? 
They've been whooping me for generations of generations of generations. When are you going to whoop them? See that? You found out that Yahweh the Son is an Israelite indeed. The children of Israel is crying to Yahweh even today. Which whoop my adversary. Whoop them. They've been whooping me. He said, yes. But when I come, will I find faith? That means, what I find you believing that I am he. See, that's why you say that uh, a statement like, he loves everybody. How you love everybody? It's just like you saying you love everybody and one of your siblings come in with a knot on their head. You want to stop what you're doing and give them some revenge. You know that. So now we, should, we want you to reason. If one of your siblings even one your child come in the house crying. What you crying for, baby? And she a knot on her head. You want to know who put that knot on my baby's head, don't you? Right? And you want some revenge. The children of Israel that look like African American Negro is crying to their brother that look like African American Negro. Revenge me on the white man and the white woman, which is Esau. When are you going to revenge me of them? He said in 40, 25, 40, just as you whooped them, it's just like you whooping me. I've got to get you. And you put it in a car of life today, if one of your children gets their butt whooped, you going out there and help them right away. So that's how you got to read this Bible. What we think about this is the history of the Israelites, not the Christians, not Islamic, not Judaism. This is talking about for Israel, to Israel, about Israel. Israelites, the ones that are like African American and Negro. And the Negro is crying. Revenge me of Esau and his five sons, the white man and the white woman. He said, I will revenge you, but you got to get back to keeping my law, statutes, and commands. That's what I'm going to revenge you. When I see you doing my law, statutes, and commandments, wearing them fringes, i got no choice but to revenge you. Because I'm the one put the enemy on you because you forgot to put on them fringes. You forgot to keep my law, statutes, and commandments. You forgot my name is Y-A-W-A. You think my name is the Lord God and Jehovah. You get me right, I'm going to get you right. Now I'm saying else. Close thing is all you and come on. Okay. Yaqua bless uh, the seer for bringing us established program. Yaqua bless the uh, mothers, which we end giving a helping hand. And all the listeners that are out there uh, listening to the words of Yaqua. As I said, when I opened, at Ecclesiastes 3, verse 7, there's a time to win and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak. And our time to speak is over. We'll catch you tomorrow at 7.30, about part of 7. So long. Hey. Don't leave it like that. Remember one thing. If you want revenge of your adversary, you must keep the laws, statutes, and commandments. 
Never listen to anybody say, you ain't got to do nothing. Just believe on our Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. No. He said, when I come, when I find you doing the covenant, one that's doing the covenant, that's the one he's going to say. If you want to believe that all you got to do is believe on our Lord Jesus Christ, you say, then I got a bridge I can send you with all the money you got. No, it don't work like that. That's Christianity at its best. Believe on Jesus and you say, no, no, no. Keep the covenant and you'll be saved when you come. Got it? So for the mother, the elder, the sisters, the brothers, all that, listen to the nice broadcast of Take 129. Catch them all at the LSA at 730. So, hallelujah, 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 shalom. Hallelujah, hallelujah.